Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. Here were some reflections on John Wakefield's interview, which was really great. We hit on some really good topics that I think all of us amateurs can use to get better, not necessarily in terms of watts, but I was surprised how much more mindset and the way you frame your training and sort of, you know, stick to the plan that you're committed to. And I think that you're going to commit to something that you don't just willy-nilly decide to sign up for, right? You're going to put a little bit more thought into it. You're going to sit, ask yourself, how does this help me achieve the goals that I have set? And maybe you'll realize that you haven't really thought about your goals. But the one thing that a lot of people have been saying straight up was, I love what he said about suffering and having to embrace the suffering. And this athlete was just doing some intervals. And he said, man, doing these inside is really tough. I was definitely suffering in the third one. Uh, John Wakefield was right in the interview. You have to love the suffering. I'm really glad I completed these. I was thinking of bailing, but I stuck with it. Exclamation point. And I can just see this athlete messaging this, like typing this out. How good does that feel when you're out there and you're like, I just want to stop. And this is just like the one I had previously posted Even if the suffering is getting the best of you and you give everything you have, go back to the Gary Vee thing and say, okay, how do I make a wise decision about this and execute that? There's always a better decision than bailing. And I truly believe that. I don't think anything good has ever come from me bailing on an interval, in a race, uh, quitting just in endurance sports. It doesn't make sense. And in this world where there's so many metrics and everyone's so focused on, you know, crushing this one metric or getting to this one number, they're missing the whole point of endurance sports of just the more you do it, the more you ride, the better you're going to get. But what I wanted to talk about in this one real quickly is the suffering isn't always just the intervals like there is. If you are a lifer, as you'll you'll hear um, Frank Overton use the term a few times in a podcast coming up, if you're a lifer and you're really trying to get to your best, and I think people are realizing that to even come close to getting to your best, you're doing this sport for more than three years, probably more than five years. You're in it for a while and you're learning and the journey is amazing to look back on where you come from. I think anybody that's even gone just five years and looks back is like, wow, I didn't know anything. And I thought I knew some stuff then in comparison to my first, you know, bike racing self. But I look back on myself at five years and I would crush that person. Number one, I'm just way smarter um, at tactics, at training, at getting things dialed, how to handle problems. But the suffering along your journey You'll hear uh, Tim Ferriss actually talks about in a podcast or it might have been in a book and hitting a plateau and how a lot of times, you know, we don't, it's not just this, you know, linear progression of like my FTP is 300. Now it's 305. Now it's 310. Now it's 320. Now it's 330. It just doesn't work that way, right? Like a plateau has this connotation that it's horrible, Um, it's not a great thing, but it happens at times. And that's why we wrote that one blog, like how to break out of it, how to shake things up. How can you try to help yourself avoid them? But not only in terms of power, but in terms of performance, myself, and I don't always like to use myself as, as the example, because 
I don't know. Number one, I, I really don't want this these podcasts to come across as me talking about me, but me sharing my experience. But I can point to some athletes as well, a lot of athletes that race a lot. You get in some slumps and you get in like you flat and then, you know, your chain skipped or and while these are things that's like, hey, take care of your bike. If you're training and racing a lot, sometimes you just get on a bad streak. And I remember one long weekend really has always stuck out in my mind. I was really trying to get some upgrade points, trying to get my cat one that had been my number one focus from when I started racing and just saw, you know, the guys doing the hardest race of the day. That's where I wanted to be. That was my huge goal. And I think I was a cat three and I was racing a lot by myself because a lot of, there just weren't as many people that wanted to travel. And so I went from Rochester to New Jersey and did this like circuit race. And I came in eighth and I just, it was a, re- a lot of really talented guys down there. And I just couldn't, I didn't, I just, it was a good learning experience that I couldn't get away, but I also probably burned a couple matches at the wrong time. Um, it was really fast. What I should have done is maybe sat back longer and tried a more full on attack with a lap to go or a lap and a half to go. You know, there's way too many guys that were way, way better sprinters than me. So I came in eighth. And then I drove over to Philly. You know, I think this was a six-hour drive to Jersey, six-and-a-half-hour drive. Drive over to Philly that night, go race there, come in like 20th, and then drive all the way home on Sunday to get ready to go to work on Monday. And I'm like, okay, definitely didn't get any upgrade points. Um, And a side note to that, a tangent, as Stephen Bassett went off on, Whenever I was trying to count points, like I got to get in this place to get this many points, I need to get these many points before this race, and da da da. That's when I never performed well. When I went to big races and just was like, okay, there's so many good people here, I'm just going to go race. That's when I actually got my best results. So, again, don't overcomplicate things, just go race, get out of your own way. And I would drive back and I'm like, you know, I left all my friends, and I was, it was that point of your cycling career where, you're, you know, your friends kind of don't know what's going on sometimes. Like, yo, you left for this whole weekend and you drove to New Jersey and Philadelphia to do these bike races. And then you didn't get any points. And you can be wondering like, God, what the hell am I doing right now? And then you use those lessons. Either you, you know, I had to learn like, okay, Jersey, it was 50 to 60 people. I needed, the only way that I was going to win that race, I need to get in a small break that I can sprint from because I'm not going to be able to sprint from a group of 60. Okay, that's a great lesson to learn. Um, I can't remember what the other race was, but I always would try and think about like, what can I take from this race so that the next one I'm better at? And then every slump, every little trough that you go through you got to find some positive aspect. And that is a type of suffering because it sucks. It's like, what am I doing right now? But you go home, you go to work on Monday, you look forward to Tuesday's workout and you try and get a W there. And that's back to what we're talking about with Patrick about micro wins. Like, you know, it's amazing to see how many of these, as I just talk about cycling, how lucky we are to have some of these guests come on that are bringing these topics to light. Um, so really suffering is yes, it's in the intervals, but don't forget about this journey. Like there's suffering along this way that you're, there's going to be a time when you're going to feel kind of alone out there 
unless you have teammates that you're going to do this with, unless you have a coach that you can talk to about it. And, you know, that was one of the best things that I had with Jason was, you know, him helping me see the forest, him helping me see the little wins along the way. And I've had some conversations with people about, you know, where is AI coming into cycling? Yeah, there's going to be ways to pick workouts in a computerized fashion. The computer doesn't have your back. I'm going to tell you that right now. So I can't wait till those tools are out there so that we don't have to think about what workouts to do and how to apply the science. Um, That's a long ways away. But just remember, find somebody that you can at least talk to a fellow racer, someone in your community that's going to the race or someone else that you meet at a race that's also doing races, even if they're doing races in different areas, something that you can talk to about racing. Like that's a whole other aspect is a lot of times we come home and the person, I'm very lucky in that Chris is super pumped to know if I got a KOM or how the race went or whatever, but everybody doesn't have that. You know, sometimes you come home and you go into dad mode or mom mode or CEO mode and nobody cares about your bike race. And, you, and but, but it's a huge, important thing to you. So find that support system as well. So find a way to suffer in the trees, in the forest. Try to find a way to suffer as you're going along the journey. The W's will come. Just don't try and force them and get out of your way and just crush it. All right, I hope you have a great hope you're having a great week. What's today? Thursday. Almost to the weekend. Get some big rides in, get those miles in. Talk to you later.